0: I feel like you're ill-prepared to make a um, giant financial decision like cutting
1: off your income. Consider the shift fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at XP, you may miss some content, but you also want f bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Work Wife. Where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America.
0: Work-wise. this is Molly from Cypress, Texas. Have either of you quit your job before starting to search for a new one recently? Ideally, I would like to take a month or two break between my current job and my new one, but all the what ifs is making that a terrifying idea. I know I need a break from my mental health, but I have to pay rent and other obligations, and will be dropped from my parents' health insurance in July too. I do have enough savings to sustain myself for a decent amount of time, but I'm not sure how long it'll take for me to find a new job. All of those unknowns are literally keeping me up at night, and I know you say to find a new job before I leave my current one, but I really, really just want to quit and then start looking. I work in corporate finance, if that makes any difference
1: in job availability. Molly, my first internal scream in your question happened, I have enough in savings. What does that mean most Americans don't have $400 to get themselves out of an emergency, a low, I'll call that a low grade emergency between paychecks. So when you say you have enough in savings, how much is your rent? Where are you living? Like, and more importantly, do you understand what a bare bones budget is? Are you going to keep spending? Like regardless of all the other things, in this question, that was the most terrifying phrase to me, Holland. Like, I don't know how you feel about this question, but like, to me, I'm like, okay, put everything aside. We're talking personal finance for a hot second. Cause <laughs> like, oh my hell, what does this, what does this phrase mean? I have enough in savings.
0: Yeah, no, Vanessa, like for me, the red flag in this question was, Molly, you say I have rent to pay. And it sounded like a parenthetical, like, and other obligations. Oh, yeah. Wh-
1: like, how, how, how many are weddings are you going to this Are they summer? variable? Yeah. Like, are they fixed? Yeah, like, exactly. So weddings? God, <laughs> like, is the your Uber budget, like, really high? Like, I don't know. <laughs> and where's that money coming from? Like, if you have to flex a bigger Uber budget or a smaller Starbucks budget, like, where is it coming from? Are your parents involved? Like, you have to go off your parents' insurance? I... <sighs> I feel like you're ill
0: prepared to make a um, giant financial decision like cutting off your income.
1: I, thank you for saying it that way. You're cutting off anywhere from fifty to ninety thousand dollars a year, which equates to four to six thousand dollars a month. Where is that coming from? How much money do you have in savings? This is what I'm like. How, how much is enough? Because yeah. if you only have two thousand dollars in savings, if you only have ten thousand dollars in savings, that is two months. That's it. Yeah. Like people, people. Oh, and I'll say everyone. I don't care what generation you're in. I don't care how old you are. The moment you come out of your mother's womb, you do not understand how much your life costs. Sorry, I got a little graphic. Like, <laughs> no, it's true. I didn't know till I was um, twenty-seven. Yeah, same. Hardly even. Mm, hardly. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Thir- I was gonna say maybe thirty. Maybe <laughs> Thirty-two. to understanding when the I- meaning of money at twenty-seven. <laughs> when I moved into this apartment, e- even into this apartment, I was like, oh, it'd be fun to live in this neighborhood. It'd be great to live here. I know that there's like what the reason I moved here is because lots of restaurants very walkable. It's very fun. It's like very much my lifestyle. The number one thing I should have done is check the price of the houses around here because I would live in an apartment. I'm like, great. It's a cheap way to live in this neighborhood.
0: But is she ever going to move out of the apartment? Yeah. yeah.
1: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not until we. Have, listen, I'm living in a two million dollar per home neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. you're just like, oh, shit. OK. <laughs> right. Maybe I live in too expensive a place for my income right now.
0: Well, and it's a solid question about like Molly. You say you're in Cypress,
1: Texas. Yeah, we, we know where that is. It's a suburb of Houston. That's near us. Yeah. Okay. But even rent out there, if you're renting, it's not inexpensive. It's Great. probably in the fifteen to seventeen hundred dollars a month range. I'm down here in twenty four hundred dollars a month downtown. Like, Ugh. it's it's a bitch, right? It's so like for me to live on two months, and that's just rent. We have harped on this a lot, but like where this is going is financial scarcity. Like. This is the scarcity, capital T-H-E, scarcity, that will fuck you up the most. I have experienced this personally where, like, I didn't know where, like, between breakfast, lunch, and dinner, where those three meals were coming from. I learned because I had to how to forage in an urban environment for edible food. This is literal, people, like grass and plants. Yeah. Daylilies, great source of vitamin C, excellent crunch, great taste. And people She's are not kidding. people are fascinated by that knowledge now. Like when we walk around town, I'm like, oh, that's edible, that's edible, that's what where they don't realize is the where that knowledge came from was I I didn't have any money on food. So I had to go find things around town that were edible. And like those entire couple of years, I couldn't I, I couldn't think about anything beyond what am I gonna eat for lunch. And and it it just puts you it makes your world very small all of a sudden. Right. And you, you can't think about options. You can't think about
0: what you're, we I mean, in Molly's case, it's like, you think that if you're worried about where your next meal is coming from, and Molly, I would venture a guess that you don't know how to urban forage. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's all. Um, I just think that like, you're not making moves on an empty stomach. This is Maslow level one. This is one of my favorite concepts from psychology, which is like, the, you have to take care of first things first, and those first yeah. things are food, sleep, sleep, shelter, sex, honestly. But yeah, you know what I mean? Like, those base animal level survival level lizard brain exactly those mm. motivations have to be met and accounted for first and what you're dealing with molly is corporate america as maslow level 1 mm. your job is maslow level 1
1: yeah and and i don't i think that people like don't realize that like within the pyramid system like with, within a maslow pyramid if anything is missing from level 1 the rest of the pyramid falls immediately mm you can't make any move career other like eh, grammatically ecumenically emotionally (laughs) if like your finances are not solid so you have to know those numbers
0: i think this is the other thing about financial scarcity too which is like there's some weird reverse psychology that happens with that shit oh my god where like and i molly i molly we've never met but i fucking know that you've i don't i don't care where you had a job or not but like you have gone out when you're like oh, I shouldn't buy the thing. And then you, tell bought me what you thing. do. You bought the thing. And like, I've seen it. I've seen people buy coffee machines and $400 jackets. Yes. And I'm not going to name names about bags. Yeah. But,
1: like, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Did like, I just go <laughs> to Vegas and come home with two Burberry bags? Yes, I did. Kevin, you know who you are. Don't, blame Kev, don't bring Kevin into this. Listen, Kevin's the one that found the goddamn bag. If he hadn't found it, I wouldn't have bought it. That's he all I'm saying about commish. it. He <laughs> got What? He also has my business for the rest of his life.
0: My point being... We've all done things we regret financially when we know we shouldn't have done them yes. when we were from a place of financial scarcity. And that's the key. The yes. mindset is the problem. This is scientifically proven out that people make stupid decisions when they feel poor. Uh,
1: agreed. Agreed. And and like stupid and short term. And then you wake up, you know, two weeks later when the rent's due and you're like, hmm, <laughs> that bag happens to be the same amount as my rent, <laughs> I don't interesting makes me question the value of the bag at some point but like you know what i mean like like dollar per square inch mm.
0: calculating the path, calculating the profit <laughs> margins
1: at burberry doing fantastic that's all the bag isn't even made out of leather <laughs> that's like all like you cannot let go of that
0: i'm rolling my eyes i'm rolling my eyes but molly 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 We don't want you coming from that place of financial scarcity. We want you to, we want to give you a couple tools to kind of be like, oh, this is how much my life costs. Oh, Mm -hmm. I do have the skills to move on from this. Oh, I can get a job. And, and it goes really in that order. Mm -hmm. So we will see you after the break. Are you getting more out of corporate America? I, I know I am. (laughs) Rate, review, subscribe Rate, review, subscribe
1: Those words are ridiculous together
0: Rating would be the stars Review would be the words Subscribe would be like Hitting the button
1: The follow button The like whatever Apple's changed It's now like a follow I don't know Oh on Spotify it is follow still Okay follow
0: Follow us on Spotify What is it on Apple?
1: It's a plus in the top right plus corner Plus us on Apple Thank you Okay <laughs> Google plus <laughs> R.I.P. Good redheads <laughs> True <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah.
0: Molly, we're back from the break. Um, we're going to land this plane for you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the first thing we want to talk about is like what Vanessa calls knowing your numbers. So mm. the question we want you to ask yourself is like, how much do you
1: really need? So for example, if I, if I am going to quit a job without a plan and I only have $10,000 in savings or $15,000 in savings, that's only going to, I'm going to burn that up in just my rent in like three months.
0: And along with that, I'm just going to give you how long it took me to find my last three jobs.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: 3 jobs ago, it took me 9 months. 2 jobs ago, it took me June, July, August, September, 6 months. Uh-huh. This job, 4? Yeah. So
1: a year, I think would be enough. Yeah, right? <laughs> and like and if I like suddenly now if you want to maintain my that just my rent, Right. Let's call it an even two thousand for the math in the head mm. problem, you mm. know, the problem. Mm. That's twenty four thousand dollars for just rent in the amount of time it took you to find a job. Mm-hmm. And like I have other bills on top of that and I like nice shit. So like my life costs about between thirty five and four thousand dollars a month. Right. If I don't make any changes to my current spending. Right. I don't have that kind of money in savings right now because I spent it all in Europe last year. <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Like, not like now is not the time to be quitting my job because I know what my life costs me. And thankfully, <laughs> that number is less than what my paycheck is. Exactly. Right? Like, right. that. that's it. Now, if I want to do Europe again, I'm going to have to do it in, like, 2024 because one thing that I have set out is, like, here's a bare bones budget. Here's what I need to keep everything on auto pay. And there's some siphoning into savings, right? right. Well, that savings is $50,000 less than it was yeah. a year ago because yeah. that got spent on... The European economy, you're fucking welcome, everybody. <laughs> First region to bounce back from COVID. Yeah, that was because of me. I,
0: <laughs> credit where credit is I due. I think Vanessa. I need an award or yeah. a key to a
1: city or at least a free. Like a villa somewhere. Yeah, like, yeah, a villa. I was thinking of Visa, but I like the way you think. Yeah. Like, go bigger, go home. Go big. Yeah, go bigger, go to your new home on the Amalfi <laughs> Coast. Like, that's that's the vibe, right? But, like, that's, that's where I'm at is, like, know what your life costs. Make sure that your job is bringing more than your life costs. Vanessa, I love what you said about
0: knowing how much your life costs you. And you mentioned also this phrase, bare bones budget. Mm.
1: Like every facet of your life, you need to get down to like, what is the bare minimum for me to exist? And that's like, that's like, there's existing. And then there's like existing in like semi-comfort. And then there's existing in like really nice comfort. And then there's living in luxury, (laughs) right? (laughs) So like, but existing and like just the, Maybe one notch above, just barely existing, is what I like to call the bare bones budget, because that means like you still have enough money for like, like a Starbucks once a quarter. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you could probably go out or like, you know, splurge on something, or once while still feel like a human. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So you're not like at the poverty line where you're like wondering where every meal is coming from. But, like you've got enough to pay for meals. They're not expensive. They're not fancy. Like that's. That's where the bare bones budget exists, right? You're not just barely scraping by. You've got enough for like three square meals and a bed, heating, cooling, whatever, whatever your living situation needs. And, and my question to you, Molly, is like, do you know where you can cut spending and not feel the squeeze, right? Right. Do you know how to live on a bare bones budget? Because like, man, you're walking into a financially scarce situation to begin with, and then you're going to start depriving yourself of your creature comforts. Mm. Oh God, that's a recipe for disaster. Right.
0: You think it's toxic? now. It's gonna to be toxic in two months mm-hmm. when you don't have an income, you don't have any prospects, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Like I,
1: I have this, I have this friend who, his first job out of college paid him way too much. It's like 90k, and I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> um and so like and then I think his second job out of college paid him something right in there too and took him to San Francisco mm. and so then he's been like living in San Francisco and he like young 20 something nothing better to do he has like an apartment with like eight dudes downtown <laughs> like some skyrise the situation in San Francisco right and he doesn't care because he's like making Boku bucks right right but his work product is not fantastic so he's been like kind of mutually let go from companies like not necessarily fired for cause but just like hi we're gonna invite you to quit right a couple times which ends up with him like on his parents couch again and you're like how did you you were just making 150k man like yeah and now you're on your parents' couch? How do you not have savings? Yeah. Like, where did this go? Yeah. That's because he just got it and spent it. He didn't, he didn't know how to live on a budget. Yeah. He didn't understand the difference between a bare bones budget and like a bougie budget. Right? Like-
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'll tell you, I mean, I've, I've been on the whole spectrum. Mm-hmm. I used to live on 27K. Wow. That's. Pfft. And that was some bougie ass preschool I was paying for. Yeah. It was bougie. And you had other systems in place to help you. Yes, I did. And I know how to, I knew what it meant to live on that amount. Yeah. I wish I didn't have to live with my parents during that time. I was really embarrassed about that. I wish I had more money to travel. I wish I had more money to do a lot of things.
1: I, I frankly remember episode five of this podcast where you couldn't even afford shoes for your kid. Right. Right? Like, it's not just the niceties, it's the necessities. Right.
0: And having moved beyond that. Um, I think it's good to remember that I have the capacity to live in a bare bones budget. Yeah. And it's very important to me. If I make big life moves, like moving to your friend's most expensive city (laughs) in the nation, right? (laughs) Exactly. I'm going to be okay. And I'm going to prepare myself before that move. Not moving willy nilly. I'm taking it seriously.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's where I want to make sure Molly, you're taking this as serious as you ought to. Like, it's a serious thing to be working in a toxic environment. Don't get us wrong. You you know, episode one, quitting is for everyone, right? But this is why everyone's asking you if you have a plan. This is why everyone says, find a new job before you leave your current one. Because they've done the numbers. Some of them even, like, miscalculated and they lived on ramen far too long than they want to admit to you. They're trying to save you from that pain. Now, some people only learn through their own pain. So (laughs) carry on (laughs) if you must. But, like... Please take them seriously. They're asking out of a genuine love and concern for you. Right. And, and so our, our solution to this is like, number one, <laughs> we are not financial planners, nor are we financial experts. And this is not a financial podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so like we have some favorites. I'm sure we can share them on Instagram stories, but like just search and Spotify personal finance. Personal finance right? yeah. not, you don't need to do like wealth management or like what? Obviously, we're not in the wealth management stage with this, but like. <laughs> Go find some personal finance podcasts and listen to them. Just get it into your data stream so that you have the language and you're thinking about constantly like, okay, what does a bare bones budget look like? What are the things that includes? Okay, it might include it has to include your rent. But did you factor in water, utilities, seasonal changes in utilities? Mm. Does it factor the trash and the fees for the parking garage and the the, all the shit? right? Right. Does it include your gym membership or not? Right. Does it include Starbucks or not? Budgets are one size fits one. So, like, you've got to learn how to build one for yourself. What's the bare minimum you can live on and still feel like a human so you're not operating in scarcity? Then number two, whatever that number is, six months of that in the bank, <laughs> right? At least. At, le- at the very least. And that's six months of your bare bones budget. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're going to take that bare bones budget and times it by two, and that's your real budget. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, Like, I... I, I wish I could quantify for you, Molly, like the amount of stress being unemployed and on a fixed income f- generates in your life. And when you when you don't have money coming in, you're going to actually spend more money, which is why a bare bones budget is like a that's a base level and should never be accessed unless you absolutely have to. Like go get a job at McDonald's, honey. You, you need something to like just put food on the table and to make sure that like there's money coming in. And like, if that's the place you're at with this job, okay, I totally get it. But like, you got people in your life telling you like, you could stick it out to make sure that you have this in savings. You should listen to them.
0: The last thing we want you to think about, Molly, before you quit is, do you know how to get a new job? Is that a muscle that you've exercised? Do you know how to get another job? Yeah. Is this like fresh and you're scared because if you quit, you also don't know how to get a job? Because if you quit, you also haven't gotten a new job in two years or four years yeah. or
1: a year and a half. I don't care. Like, I'm going to assume your age because you said you're you're going to get kicked off your mom, your parents' insurance. Right. Right. I would say you've probably not been laid off before. I don't know that you've found more than one or two jobs in your life, and they're probably straight out of college where people are willing to give you an extra, like, pass because, oh, they're fresh. That's cute. Yeah. But, like, now now you're in it. Now you're in the rat race. Right. You're competing with the rest of us. I've been doing this for a long fucking day. (laughs) So, so like, I don't, I don't want to like, nope, that's a lie. I do want to scare you. (laughs) I like, I, I sympathize with where you're at. Like I have worked in very toxic environments before where you just cannot live to see another day, but you have to know how to get another job before you leave. I just talked to a friend who like, I swear, I swear we're not just like ragging on guys today, but like I have this friend who's a guy, he's trying to get back into corporate America. The last time he was in corporate America was fresh out of college. Then he went the entrepreneur route and has been doing that for 10 years. And like, he's a smart guy and is really talented, but like talking to him about like how to apply for a job, he didn't get it. He doesn't understand how getting a job works right now. It's been 10 years since he did it. Yeah. And I was like, luckily for him, I have a podcast that's free. <laughs> but like he just didn't, He it didn't click with him because it's, it's not, <laughs> it's not the way your grandma used to apply for a job anymore, right? Like it's a muscle you have to exercise. I agree with you. The goal is to not operate in the scarcity
0: in any capacity.
1: Ever. Right. Jeez. Ever.
0: Right. We don't, we don't want you to have gotten to the point where it's. you want to quit tomorrow. We want you to have noticed that burnout or that toxicity or that red flag six months ago, a year ago. So you could have spent that time. Cultivating. Yeah, building up those prospects outside. Mm -hmm. Um, But it really comes down to muscle level one, food, shelter, sleep, security. Molly, here's what we see for you on the other side. Abundance. Yay. And I'm talking mental and financial mm-hmm. I want you to come at your next job knowing that you have savings that you know how to live that you know how much your life costs you and I want you to never stop interviewing because I don't want you to find yourself in this situation again
1: and and like once you have that financial cushion there and you know your number is cold you are interviewing all the time because you know you can leave you know without having to ask us <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can totally do a job search with no income. In fact, we have a friend. She's someone we've coached before. Her boyfriend does this. He knows his work style and he gets burnt out mm. and he like can't stop himself. Like he, he knows that he just like goes whole hog on the thing and then just like yeah. cannot stop. Right. So what he does, he like takes a year off. He'll just like take a year. And he like he manages his finance so he can live without skipping a beat in his spending right without skipping a beat in his spending for a whole year and like he travels like they they went to New Zealand and Australia to like visit his brother who's down there while he was on one of he calls them sabbaticals one of his year sabbaticals Mm. so he did some like massive travel but it's expensive down there he spent (laughs) a lot of money to get down there right but did it just fine with no stress for a year because he knows he works that way. I do not recommend this method to literally (laughs) anyone else except him. Do You know who you are, but like, but like that level of confidence, like when he's done, he'll wrap up a project and he's like, he goes to his manager, he says, I'm burnt out. I'm wrapping up this project. I'm going to leave you. And he does it with such confidence and such like chill. (laughs) I wish that level of chill for everyone who's about to leave their job. Cause sometimes you do, sometimes you do have to actually leave with no plan in play. But it's going to be much better and much easier on you if you have the personal finance thing sorted.
0: Amen. Got a question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with Hey, Workwives!
1: If he hadn't found it, I wouldn't have bought it. That's all I'm saying about commish. it. He <laughs> got What? <laughs> he also has my business for the rest of his life. I was, I texted him just the other day. I was like, so I have a question for you. He sent me, unfortunately, the runway. Sh- like, oh my God. I was like the runway. Red- As if you didn't already know. I was like David Lee's inaugural <laughs> runway at Burberry. Hell yeah. I like, he sent me a link. And I was like, so I have a question for you. Like, if I buy something online, like, how do you get credit for this? Yeah. And he was like, first of all, thanks for knowing how this works. And I was like, you're welcome. Absolutely. I watch TikTok, please. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you let me know what you want and I'll send you a link. And I was like, great. Oh, Kevin. Thank you. I know. Okay.
0: I'm just, my point <laughs> being, we've all done things we regret financially when we know we shouldn't have done them. Yes.